Welcome to the Howell Fit Perspective. This is your host, Cade Howell, and I want to say thank you for tuning in to improve yourself physically and mentally. Enjoy the show. So in today's episode, we have a little longer discussion than usual. I typically like to keep it about 10 or 15 minutes and just give you guys some straight to the point information that you can take and apply. But I'm going to start doing more guest interviews that are closer to like an hour or so long so we can just kind of go more in depth with different topics. So today's episode is one of those and it's with my man Jeremiah Bear. He's a fellow coach in the industry, and this guy is insanely smart when it comes to training and nutrition and honestly, just life in general. He's a very knowledgeable guy, and he puts out some of the best content that I've seen. That's why I started following him is because his content was so great, and I wanted to learn how I could start producing content like him. So I really recommend that you guys give him a follow on Instagram and follow along to his website and his podcast. His Instagram is at Jeremiah Bear. His website is bearfit.com and his podcast is called Living Lean. I'll link all of that in the show notes so you can follow along to what he's putting out and enjoy today's show. You Also, you just started working. I just barely started with him, yeah. Oh, okay. Have you had your program yet? Probably not. Yeah, no, I did. I yesterday was my first day working with him. Okay, cool. How is it so far? Dude, the I mean, I just got out of a primer phase, like a maintenance phase. So like the volume isn't too crazy, you know. He's starting at like my my MAV and you know, work up. So it's like it's not not too crazy right now, but like the workout felt good. I'm still a little little sore because I haven't really hit my leg super hard in a while, but yeah, yeah. it's I'm eating some more food now because I got off like a cut. And so now it feels good to be above maintenance at least, you know? Yeah. I was stoked to see that, man. It'll, you're trying to build, right? Yeah. I'm just starting to mask because I've, dude, I've always worried too much about just staying lean. And, Get it, man. dude, it, it's a struggle. And That's so it'll, it'll be good to try and add some mass for sure. That's exactly why I started with Steve, too, dude. Is like I had spent the previous, from my first photo shoot, I had spent like an entire year just trying to stay shredded. And yeah, it doesn't work. I got in photo shoot shape, and then I tried to just stay there for so long. And I did my second photo shoot, and I was like, fuck. I literally don't feel like I look any different yeah. than I did my first photo shoot. Dude, like, that's, right. a, that's pretty much what happened to me. Like, I got lean for the first time, like, for my wedding, which was a few summers ago. And then, like, after you know like an entire year year and a half or whatever it was like I felt like I hadn't changed at all so it's like all right I need to focus on building and I think it's important to a lot of people get caught up in like just wanting to stay lean all the time it's important to actually take some time off like have those maintenance phases and then like actual building phases too if your goal is to build muscle or at least look defined like you need to need to actually build a foundation there no I couldn't agree more man and I I think that part of it too, especially when you're trying to build a business, it's hard to mm-hmm. be okay with not being ripped. I think that's yeah, kind of been. You have to look the part, right? There's, there's like sure. more responsibility. Yeah. For sure. But like people really, it really resonates with people too when you talk about what you're going through as far as building. I know, mm-hmm. like I did this one post, like, yo, my face has gotten way fatter. Dude, I, I remember that post. Yeah. Myself and so many of my clients emailed me, like, 
I, I so appreciate you posting that. Like, I, I'm so glad you can relate to it because, like, we're pushing just authentic. Well, yeah, it's it's hard though, man, for real to like, like dude, that's where I'm at now too, dude. Like, it's a lot harder for me to want to like put out pictures of myself. Sure as hell, not like putting any shirtless pictures out because I'm not as ripped as I was, but it's all part of the process. And I think yeah. the cool thing is you can kind of you're living long-term periodization right yeah to show our clients as well so and i would i would argue that that resonates and like attracts more people than just being shredded because there's there's an infinite number of people on instagram or wherever that are just shredded showing shirtless pictures and they look great and everything and and that attracts some people but like real authenticity where people are like genuine about how they're feeling and they're like building like it kind of sucks because you do get fatter than you like and you don't look the way you want and even like showing yourself regardless like i think that attracts people just as much as like being shredded if not more you know oh for sure dude something i heard jordan syatt say that really resonated with me was basically he had built his career off of being a great coach not looking a certain way yeah and i want to be as jacked as anyone (laughs) yeah dude but on the same page, I feel like that really resonated with me because it's so true, dude. Like, if your business is 100% built on, like, okay, Kate's ripped, and so I don't work with him. Yeah. Such a shaky foundation, you know what I mean? And you're not always going to be ripped. Like, you're going to hit a point where it's like, what happens if, like, you get in a car accident and you can't train or something, then you get all fat? Like, there goes your business where it's like, if you kind of build it up, like Jordan mentioned, like, not based off of your looks and how you are as an actual coach. Like that's, that's, what's really going to be the sustainable route, you know? Yeah, no, no, dude, I couldn't agree more. Dude. I've, I've followed you for, I don't I don't even know how long it's been like pretty much since I started my business. And that's one thing that I've, I've actually really resonated with you is like how just like, it's not like you're super open with everything, but you're just authentic and you just say how, say things how they are. And like, I remember one post you made talked about like self-esteem and that you'd, you'd had read like 50 books or something about like self-esteem and how to, how to quote unquote fix your self-esteem. Right. But none of that really worked. And I, I just respect that. Like you're actually open about that. Cause that's something that I struggle with. And I think a lot more people struggle with like confidence and self-esteem than people actually admit. Like there's, there's a lot of people like that out there and, I think it just takes someone special to actually just be open about it. And that's what, that's what makes a difference. So what do you, I guess, what do you think has like led to that in the past? What, what made you want to be open about that? That's Oh man. So first of all, thank you, dude. Yeah. Um, It's definitely not something that comes naturally to me straight up. I feel like for me, my most, natural like tendency is i feel we're gonna get into some deep shit here but i feel like for for people to like me for people to love me i need to be like the most impressive person in the room so my most natural tendency is to try to be impressive anywhere i go which is kind of like the opposite of being vulnerable right yeah but through my life i realized that it's kind of a gift and a curse because like uh I take on a lot of things. I've realized one that like 
accomplishing things like setting new goals like pushing towards targets is the thing that makes me happy if i don't if i'm not doing that i feel like i'm not being productive then you're yeah that's exactly how i am if i'm not being productive in some aspect then i'm like depressed (laughs) have you taken another test the what the enneagram Uh uh-uh i've I've looked into it a little bit don't you have to like pay for that that's free there's a a ton of versions i should i should do it because there there's a, a specific one that i looked into is it like a a personality test pretty much yeah like a number yeah yeah there's a specific one that i was looking into that i heard on another podcast but you have to pay like 50 bucks for it and i was like i feel like i should just be able to find this on google you know so no i haven't i haven't taken one my homework for you dude is after this look up the enneagram it's e-n-n-e-a-g-r-a-m all the listeners should i'll probably still botch that i don't know (laughs) I'll just type in E N Gram and it should pop up. I want you to hit me up with your results, though, dude. Because honestly, I'm guessing you're similar. And for me, it's been that was I've done a lot of things like that that were very helpful. When I was about twenty, what twenty three or twenty four, I went through this time. Like I went through a crazy breakup. Um, a lot of shit happened, and basically, I realized I really, really didn't like myself. I was trying to figure out like there's just so like. I hate myself and I have no idea why this is or the person that I am. I feel like there's like this such a huge gap between who I want to be and who I am. So trying to kind of like connect the dots, I dive into a lot of personal development, really trying to like understand myself, what drove me, what made me happy. It was also like part and part of was understanding like the things that make me happy. And I'm sure you can relate to this dude like weren't didn't seem to be the things that like made people around me happy like it wasn't just like chilling and like watching netflix or like she made me feel like literally like i was dying like I yeah dude house. dude i relate to that a lot yeah i was putting my time into like i just need to do more of this shit i just need to relax i just need to whatever and eventually that'll make me happy so that was super helpful for me but then like getting back to trying to be more authentic another thing i really really struggled with was i have no idea how the fuck to relate to people you, you swear on your podcast no you're fine yeah perfect i'm, I'm chill with whatever dude okay. you say what you want <laughs> i love it i love it thank yeah. you man yeah so i had no idea how to relate to people no idea how to talk to people i literally felt like I, dude, I, I relate to that that's why like podcasting has been a struggle for me and like yeah. getting people on my podcast i've like i've just pushed it to the side because it's like i feel like i don't know how to communicate and relate to people but yeah anyways go ahead and the thing is man to be transparent i still feel like that a lot of times which is so it's it's funny for to me to hear things like that and honestly dude i think this is i've talked a lot lately about the power of connecting with other people that's exactly why because like us having this conversation i could look at you and think like kate seems like he's got his shit together so well he's such a confident dude he's way more shredded than me um (laughs) on his podcast he's so articulate and i can't stop saying like and like i just fumble through and, um, and yeah dude exactly. but then when we have this conversation you say that oh shit like that's exactly how i feel too and truly like and i know your mentor chaz is part of like the mentorship that i'm in like our relationship and everyone in that group that's been one of the most powerful things for me just having mentors and seeing like you're not alone in this shit most people feel just like you do i think that's one of the worst things about social media is still no matter what or one of the biggest challenges about like being someone that has a business on social media is you're comparing yourself to all the other business owners on social media like 
people say it is a highlight reel, which of course it is, but it's hard to like not get to like, okay, I'm fucking up compared to this person. Like they have, yeah. they're so they write so well, they speak so well, et cetera. But um, kind of a, on a random tangent here, taking it back to like being more vulnerable, we could say. So I really started to also dive into what this was around, probably around 2015 to 2016. Um, probably 2016, I really started to, again, I was really trying to figure out like, okay, like I got to get this figured out. Cause I literally, and you were like 23 at the time, I'm 27 now. So yeah, I would have been 23. So, so 20, about, yeah, about my age. So that's when, for me, that was when I was at the time I was training a fuck ton of people in big box gym. I just graduated college. Um, and so I really dived into, I had gone through the breakup. So I'm just going to figure my shit out like I can't as this person anymore so I really also started trying to study communication and how to connect with people one of the biggest things that I really learned was kind of just vulnerability looking at that as like the building block for a relationship so you put a piece of vulnerability out there someone else puts a piece of it out there you kind of go back and forth and just share basically just share the shit you're struggling with and that's how you actually really for the most part deeply connect with people yeah my theory on it at the time and again man i don't i don't ever want to put this out there and like i'm so fucking vulnerable and open. That's, <laughs> look that's at me i'm case. so vulnerable yeah right right because that's not the case it's straight up like i don't think that's true for me at all i very much struggled to like yeah. put out there but it's something that i actively try to do um but so I started just practicing the shit out of that with all my in-person clients. And at, yeah. at the time I was like, anytime it's like, uncomfortable at first, huh? It is. Oh, I sure. feel like I'm, I'm in that phase where it's like, I'm, I'm trying to be a little more vulnerable and I'm trying to take those actions to be vulnerable, but it, it's rough, dude. Like, I don't like it. <laughs> I Absolutely. like just being in my own little cocoon and not talking. <laughs> dude, I get it. And yeah. that's, that's an interesting thing too, about like the connection piece of it. It's because I told myself the same thing. I've talked about this a lot recently. It sounds like we're pretty similar in this regard, yeah. man. Like, I've I've always thought I'm just a pretty. I don't want to like label myself or like call myself an introvert because I think if you put that out there, it does like become more true. And I yeah. want to communicate well, speak with people, and connect. But exactly, I kind of thought like I don't need people. Or I don't like need that many people around me. Like I talk to my clients, and then I kind of just hold up and work and like hang out with my girlfriend I'm just cool. grind and do your own thing right exactly yeah but again like with one of the biggest things i've realized lately is when i spend time around other people for the most part like similar like-minded people i always leave those conversations just so much more confident i have so much more clarity on what i want i feel happier i just feel more purposeful and i can't explain why that is that's been a super interesting thing lately, man, that I've, I've never understood the power of that. And honestly, I would say this whole last year, I've kind of like when I moved to Scottsdale, I think I moved to Scottsdale from Nebraska. And before that, outside of like Cody, my mentor, who I like talked to on the phone, I just never really like talked to or like been around anyone that I felt like, like the stuff that us as entrepreneurs go through, like specific to this industry. Like, of course, I knew a couple of their entrepreneurs, honestly, not that many though. Like, yeah. It was just like, oh shit, like it's crazy how much truly just like talking to someone else that's in my shoes is helpful. Um, and I think to an extent that's kind of, as a whole, we could just say that's the power of coaching, right? 
like you having a conversation with your clients, you've been where they're at, guiding them through it is so much more powerful than like, if I look up how to be a good entrepreneur <laughs> online, or like, it's just exactly like, if I look up the best macros, there is a, that is a completely different thing than someone actually who's been in your shoes, who can relate to where you're coming from, who can relate to like where you're at with your lifestyle, what you want, coaching you through the process, right? Dude, that's so true. And I've, I've noticed that like with this whole self-esteem thing that we've been talking about, like I've, I've done my research, like Googling, why do I struggle with self-esteem or self-esteem or why do I have low self-confidence and like reading books and watching videos and all this stuff, but none of it, none of it really means as much as like talking to another individual and realizing that I'm not like weird for, for feeling that way. And other right. people are going through the same way and it, same thing. And it's, it's the exact same way with, with clients, right? Like right. they can Google there's, there's as much information online as you could even imagine. Like you can find anything out there, but it's different. It's more valuable when you actually talk to someone that's been through it and they give their input and, and you realize that you're not in a, in a weird position for being where you're at. Like people go through this all the time, right? Oh, for sure. I remember, my first podcast interview was with Chaz, actually. Was it? And I was so nervous because he had like 10,000 followers. And so I hit it's him up. It's weird how you connect things like that to like how successful someone, yeah. Exactly. And Chaz is a super successful dude. Yeah, but exactly. I was like, fuck, this dude has 10,000 followers. I think at the time I probably had like 1,000. Like, <laughs> I'm so, I was just so nervous. And then I got yeah. on. Damn, this, <clears throat> this dude's as nervous as I am. Yeah, exactly. Like, past that point, like. We've had such a good friendship then. Um, but it's it's just super interesting. Truly, it is interesting how that works. I think that one of the most kind of realizing that everyone else is, for the most part, just as in their head as you are, is pretty helpful with the self-esteem thing. And again, I, I one more time want to say, like, I struggle with this a ton all the time still. So I don't You're still going through it, right? It's oh, not sure. like something. And that's, that's one thing that I wanted to ask you. Like, do you think it's something that you constantly have to live with? Like if you are like a, a self-conscious person or you're, you're not super self-confident, like I, cause I feel this way and I find myself like trying to find the, the secret to getting out of it. It's kind of like somebody trying to find the quick fix to losing a bunch of weight, 50 pounds in, you know, two months or whatever. Like, is it, is it possible? Like, can you do it? Is it worth looking for that answer of like, maybe I can fix my self-confidence and be a more like outgoing extroverted person? Or is it just like something that you kind of have to accept and deal with? You are the way you are and practice loving yourself regardless. It's a great question, man. I would say, I think the answer to that's kind of multifaceted. I mean, on one end, I could say like, I'm so pissed off out of myself all the time that I don't feel more confident in certain situations. But pretty similar to like, you asked me on my story a couple of weeks ago, like, how do you go about, <laughs> like, how do you yeah. confident asking people to go on your podcast? And I said, basically like, do it. You gotta do it, shit always sucks. I think that similar to like that conversation, I would look back at so like how and you probably feel the same way like how I judge myself now versus three years ago two years ago is my self-esteem my confidence like in my mind is it that much higher no but then if I look at the shit I'm doing now like 
the people I interview, the people I talk to, the situations I'm in every single day, how drastically that is, like shit that would just make me crumble, crumble, crumble. Crumple's a word, right? Yeah, I think so. It's, it almost sounds like a, a food or something. Like, like crumple a piece of paper. There we go. That's that's what we're going with. Yeah, there you go. Um, like two years ago. Now I just can't handle it without really thinking about it. So I think that it's kind of a thing you don't necessarily see like, holy fuck, my self-esteem is fixed. It's more like, oh, if I reflect and take time, I have actually grown a lot in my confidence, my self-esteem. I can handle all these situations that I wasn't able to like a year ago, but it's kind of like the same new levels, new devils, right? Like there's always the next, we're much better at focusing on, okay, what's next? Where am I deficient? What, where do I need to improve rather than like, oh shit, like look at how much I've actually grown. And like, I handled that situation so much better than what happened in the past. So on the flip side, man, I think it's always kind of, I think there, oh, another super helpful thing for me in the last like year, I would say, is one just really focusing more consistently on personal development work but two actually instead of kind of trying to find the answer like out there absorbing content more like digging into myself a little bit more so i don't know if you're familiar with like any of the wake up warrior stuff but i've gone through this i've especially it's been ish yeah right around six months now i've been working through this course where you're essentially just like rather than like absorb absorb Okay, another self-help book, another self-help book, another self-help book. Really, it's just asking you a lot of deep questions about yourself. You literally like take time to write through this. Literally spent hours and hours on this. It's all about like, what do you want? The truth about where you're at right now in these four areas of your life, body, being, balance, and business. Basically getting real with yourself about the facts, like what you're struggling with, what's going well, et cetera. Yeah. Then kind of mapping out like who you could be and that's kind of a different um that's kind of a different topic but for me as well i think as of late that's been one of the most helpful things is again like because i think for all of us the answer i think we all think like you alluded to before the answer is like hey i'm gonna find the secret somewhere and i think that absorbing like self-help books learning more things like that is good should i encourage people to do that i said my clients books all the time but on the flip side i think that we kind of need to balance that with introspection and how do I apply this to myself or like these like feelings of like low self-esteem where are these coming from in the first place can I like change the story there does that make sense yeah no and that's something that I've noticed with myself because Chaz has had me do we were just talking about it on the last podcast like the the four b's you know the the four areas of your life that you set goals and your guys's mentor had you guys do that right mm-hmm. and then I think he just passed it down to me as, as my mentor. And I think it's really helpful, but I've found myself like, like you were saying with like self-help books and personal development, like I always, I'll gravitate to a book to whether it's like help my relationships or, or be able to increase my confidence or self-esteem or just improve my life overall like I'll, I'll read through it and it's like great and I'm like oh these are all great ideas but then it kind of just fades away when I'm done with that book and I go on to the next one and I think I think there's some value in like reading books like this and and increasing your knowledge but I think like you said like that looking in to yourself and actually like asking yourself questions and and more like 
thinking rather than like searching for something. I think that's a something that's overlooked by a lot of people, including myself. And I'm like, I'm kind of realizing that right now that the answer isn't always in some book. Sometimes the answer is within yourself. Sure, man. And that's, I know, I think there's kind of seasons for all of it, right? Yeah. Like, I know when I first started getting it again, like that time around, like 2014, 2015, 2016, I really started diving into reading a lot more. And straight up, that was necessary because that completely changed my perspective. That was all new information for me. But then it got to a point where, okay, now I'm just reading or speed listening through an audiobook that's the same perspective over and over and over. And I'm always like chasing the next thing. This is going to yeah. be secret. This is going to be secret. Rather than taking it back to like, okay, now how am I truly applying this? Does exactly, that make dude. Yeah. Now that's one thing, like I'll, I'll go from book to book, like looking like, oh, this one's the answer. Like that last book didn't talk about this at all. So like, I need to go to this book and this one has the answer. And yeah, really? it definitely, definitely doesn't work like that. And then you just end up spending a lot of money on books and then you don't have room on your bookshelf for anything. So <laughs> it doesn't, <laughs> doesn't work out super well. And again, dude, I'm all, I'm all for like reading and yeah. learning. I think there's just, it's just a very fine line between just consuming for the sake of consuming versus yeah. actually applying it. And the one thing that I think is valuable about getting into like self-development and, and buying books and wanting to read is like, even if you aren't getting a ton of beneficial information from that one book, like it's keeping you in the mindset of self-improvement. Like right. if you if you sit down each morning and you do read like a book about improving yourself, chances are you're going to be thinking about improving yourself more than if you sat down and didn't read a book at all. You know, like even if you don't learn anything from that book, you're you're genuinely in the mindset of improving yourself. No, and I think right. that's what I've I've noticed as like the main benefit for me. Like even though I haven't learned a ton, it it keeps me in that mindset. I couldn't agree more, man. I think that. Again, taking it back to the four B's body being balanced business, I think that it's always, if we lose sight of any of those, if you're not focusing on any of those, shit suffers. So like, um, for me, it's if I don't have a dedicated time every morning to focus on personal development. And again, that varies. It's not always just reading. Sometimes it's just journaling. Like for me, it's easy to absorb content. It's hard for me to actually like, okay, now I'm actually going to dive into my journal and work through like, what I'm feeling, what I'm struggling with, what I want, what's driving me. But those are actually the things that like, that's where I actually see the most progress, but that's also where I see the most resistance. So I think that it's important to like, as kind of like, as you're saying, again, we have specific times blocked out to like, if daily and weekly, you're not devoting time to each of those areas, one's going to suffer and then that's going to impact everything else. Yeah. What do you, what does your like morning look like when you sit down and like focus on each of these things? Cause that's something that I've found a ton of value in is like having a morning routine where you do focus on the self-improvement and instead of just jumping into your day and going into like the craziness of the day and like having all the stress and anxiety of the day, like take some time in the morning to focus on yourself and like really just think deeply. Like what is, what does your morning look like usually? So I will usually wake up at six. I'll spend my first chug some caffeine. Yeah, um, I'll spend Step my number one always. <laughs> always, dude. Yeah. Um, I'll spend my first 30 minutes typically working through Mac Nutrition, which is just the nutrition course I'm taking right now. So something okay. relevant to 
my career. Um, yeah. Something so basically like nutrition training or business. I'm going to study that for the first 30 minutes. Then I'll spend the next approximately 30 to 45 minutes doing something more along the lines of personal development. So for me, for the last, for a long time now, it's been like the wake up warrior stuff that I'm working through right now. So let me um, real quick, let me interrupt you. Why do you frame it that way? Because just from, from how I frame my mornings, like I like to start, I like to pretty much put off my work until it's like time to work because then I get caught up. Like if I start reading, like right now I'm reading the muscle and strength pyramids Mm -hmm. and I save that for like right before I start my work day, because then I find like, if I wake up and jump straight into that, I start thinking about like, Oh, this client has a problem with this that I need to talk to them and go over this with. And then like, do you find yourself getting into that mentality when you're, if you jump into something like that first thing in the morning? I mean, it's always something that I have to fight. I would say, and I think again, that's just part of being an entrepreneur. The reality is it's always going to be on your mind anyways. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's like, no matter what, like probably one of the first things I think of when I wake up is what's in my inbox. Right. Yeah. I don't ever want to like bullshit anybody on that either. Like it's, it's just part of the game. Um, I've got, I've very much realized that for me, um, being less productive is tied to me not being structured with how my mornings are. Cause I'll know that like, for me, the temptation to like, Hey, I'm going to check my shit before like, Eight is typically the time I have like three things, which I'll dive into in just a second, but I have a couple things that I have to do before I can check my inbox. I'm mean, a lot of times I'm pushing it back in social media. And I'm a lot of times I'm pushing it back to Tim lately. But um for me, like when I'm fucking up with that, when I give into that like anxiety of okay, what's it in my inbox? I need to check that shit right now. My morning immediately starts just with I'm reactive, right? Whatever's in my inbox sets, like if there's the first message is like what the fuck? I didn't lose any weight this week. <laughs> <laughs> Which I don't ever get messages. Yeah, of course, yeah. they're like, but then oh. you're like, oh, that's a little stressful to start your day. Right. Yeah. And then right away, the rest of your day is just you and that mindset. So I have very much connected. Like I've just made that mistake way too many times, and it always carries over to then. Like you do the same thing the next day. If you let it, it's very much a momentum thing, in my opinion or in my experience. Like. One day, if I'm like diving into the inbox first thing, then it's going to happen again. Then it's going to happen again. And then I have a whole week where I'm so stressed. I'm less productive. I'm not creating like the content I want mm-hmm. to make me happy. Uh, so it's just kind of like your whole week is just you being reactive instead of proactive. Um, so for me, like that's kind of helped. Secondly, I would say that straight up, like the stuff I'm doing the first 30 minutes is essentially right now it's watching lectures on nutrition and taking notes so that's a little bit more passive my ass is just tired the first thing so <laughs> you're just like let me watch something for a minute <laughs> right yeah. exactly straight up that's pretty much it whereas yeah. like next like when i'm diving into my personal development stuff it's actual like deep introspective work that it requires a lot more brain power so i'm you're just awake and yeah so makes sense. I'll, I'll do that for 30 45 minutes normally i'll chat with my girlfriend katie for like 10 to 15 minutes before she leaves make breakfast and whatnot then I'll always go on a walk um, for like 10 or excuse me, 20 to 25 minutes, depending on how much time I have. I just like to sometimes I'll listen to like a podcast um, or sometimes I'll just like think, man, just yeah. like 
what I want, what, what my intentions are for the day, why I'm doing what I'm doing. Because again, I think that's, it's too easy to lose sight of too. Like you can get caught up in, I need to do this. I need to do this. I need to do this. Forget like why. So I like to think about like on this walk, who am I going to become? What is the me? I like to think more. I I don't know if you said 90 day outcomes or not with Chaz, Mm -hmm. but yeah. Okay. Perfect. So like, there's like, who's the ultimate version of me in three months. If I crush all this, I like to think more like the five year thing. Um, Cause I went through like, who am I in five years? Where am I at? But most importantly, like body being balanced business, who am I? That for me is the thing that fires me up even more so than like I have this dope ass warehouse gym and things like that. Yeah. Um, so kind of talking through stuff like that with myself and then past that point, typically I'll just dive into emails. Uh, depending on the day, I'll dive into emails or a lot of times in like from eight to 10 or even eight to 11, I'll like do deep work. So I'm feeling more creative. As you know, you probably feel more creative in the mornings as well. Yeah. Rather. Okay. It's 5 PM and I've answered emails all day. Now I got to like try to create something. Oh, dude. And then it's just like on the back of your mind all day. And it's just this anxiety. Yeah, exactly. So typically like Tuesday, Wednesday and Friday until 10, I'm not 10 or 11, depending on the day, I'm not going to be checking emails or social media, just creating. And then I'll dive into like more reactive stuff, which yeah. is emails and whatnot. But that's pretty much what home mornings are like, dude. Dude, that's what I've noticed that being the biggest difference maker with like my anxiety and like self-confidence in that way is like if I if I wake up and start my mornings how I want to start them, how I tell myself I'm going to start them, then like my day is just set up to be a successful day. And if each day is successful, you know, I'm going to be a genuinely happier person and, and more confident in myself. So I, I think having a more morning routine is really valuable. And I know like before I had a morning routine, when I would just wake up and instantly go to Instagram or whatever it was, like just roll over in bed and like, wake up 20 minutes before I had to go to work or school or whatever, like, and just check Instagram. Like that's when I was the most anxious and like, honestly depressed at at some points when it's like, you don't have anything that you're not focusing on yourself at all. You're not prioritizing yourself. You're just kind of pushing that off to the last minute or not even doing it at all. Absolutely, man. I was actually just emailing my list about this as well. And I mean, I think when we say morning routine too, it's something that's been taken so far as like, yeah, you have to have this three hours of like, you go to the sauna. Yeah, dude. But it doesn't have to be that. But I, I like to call this just like you're creating, you're basically creating your circumstances, right? Because no matter what, like there's a drastically different, your day is drastically different. If you wake up, you roll over, you check Instagram, then you hop on the news, then you hop in your email versus you wake up, you do something personal for personal development. You learn, you get clear about why you're doing what you're doing, what you want to accomplish for the day, why that shit really matters to you. You're putting yourself in power. And the cool thing, basically the point of my email to my list, again, I just did this on Monday was no matter like what's going on outside of you, you still can drastically alter. Like everything is fucking locked down. No matter yeah. what, you still can you can either wake up and like immediately choose to be in that chaos, have a really shitty day, have a lot of really shitty weeks. And a year from now, you can more or less be in the same position or you can be even at a worse version of yourself. Or you can wake up and choose to put yourself in power regardless, right? 
And that's very much the thing for me too, man. Like, again, I've fucked this up so many times, but similar to what you're saying, if I don't do those things, I'm, I'm constantly anxious and I fall into the same trap as you do. Like I'm yeah. just not the best version of myself. I'm not in power and other shit like runs my life that I don't want to. Exactly. Dude. Do you have your, your clients like practice any of this or is it just like ones that are specifically, cause like I've had some clients, you know, practice like some meditation if they're you know super anxious or like at least journaling their thoughts and like writing down their why behind actually wanting to accomplish whatever they're trying to accomplish because a lot of people overlook that and so do you have clients like focus on anything in the mornings or at least like journaling here and there so very much depends on the client yeah typically like how i look at it (laughs) is we kind of have to earn for most coaches i think that actually like getting people ripped isn't the thing right it's cool to actually see people in all areas of their life like achieve their fullest potential and become so much more than they thought they could be like that's the dope thing about coaching that's why i love coaching more it's cool to like help people get jacked too but really side benefit right (laughs) yeah but that's not the thing but how i typically look at it is like first and foremost we kind of have to earn people's trust by helping them with their training nutrition and then, so like typically I'll look at it like, okay, you've been nailing your macros, you're crushing your training. Now, and in what we're like a month into the process. Okay, now you mentioned a couple times you're pretty stressed out. So let's dig into that. Where is that coming from? Okay, so like, and then from there, all right, so have you ever tried like journaling? It's something I found super helpful. I know it sounds kind of foo-foo, but I promise yeah. you it's very helpful. So typically like from there, then we'll dive into you in, in my metric tracker that I use, honestly, it'll come up a lot. Like someone will mention like, okay, my sleep wasn't good this night. Or like, I'll see, yo, you slept four hours every night this week. Where's that coming from? <laughs> well, I'm so stressed. Okay. So like, what are you doing to manage that? And honestly, I think for most people, it starts more often than not as a nighttime routine rather than a morning routine, because most people that we work with, their sleep is really shitty. Mm-hmm. And most people can drastically improve that just by tweaking a couple things at night. So just like calming down at night, like yeah. trying journaling or meditating or anything of that manner. So then, then typically we'll continue to progress. Like, and it varies so much by client. I think this is a big piece of coaching as well. I apologize, man. I'm kind of rambling on this podcast. Um, dude, that's what but- podcasts are all about. <laughs> no, this is actually, this is what I want to talk about. So this is perfect. Okay. Perfect. Perfect. It varies a lot like by client. Like one of my clients um, is super stressed right now. And we've already worked through like meditating in the morning, um, journaling, things like that. But her job is very much affected by COVID. So one of the things we came up with is like, she's going to start p- playing the keyboard again. So she literally, literally ordered a keyboard in. She just emailed me about this. Actually, I need to email her back yet. Three times a week for 45 minutes, she's going to be playing the keyboard. Just something to get her present, get her out of her head, help her relax a little bit. Like something that's not mindless, but pulls your focus away from like everything else that's going on. So I think very much, and there's been so many things like that. Like I remember for one of my clients, it was uh, a lot of times I phrase this like self-care time, just like mm-hmm. take time to devote to yourself, to get out of your head, to relax. So for like, I remember one of my clients, it was drink a glass of wine and watch an episode of Friends was her thing. It's, yeah. it, it's on so many different forms. So I think also it doesn't have to just be like meditation, journaling, et cetera. Yeah. Um, and it, it is. So all my clients are in different evolutions as far as like how we apply this. Some have gotten to the point where, okay, now like 
sleep is good. All these other factors are good. Now we're going to focus on uh, your morning routine. Now we're going to go to the extent of like, okay, now we're setting 90 day outcomes, et cetera, things like that. But again, it's very much an evolution. Kind of like you said, you just finished the muscle and strength pyramids. How I look at it kind of is like, first and foremost, we got to have that solid foundation of training and nutrition. Like they came here first to get their body. Up. Yeah, exactly. Then we have like, okay, how's sleep, stress, lifestyle, et cetera. Then like we're managing that with things like a nighttime routine, um, just different lifestyle habits. Then like morning routines, 90 day outcomes, things like that. Does that make sense? Yeah, no. And I think I've like lately I've been thinking like I want to help people with more than just their you know, training and nutrition. And I think it's really valuable to have like things where you have them, you give them almost homework outside of training and nutrition. But I know when I first started doing that, I was a little bit hesitant because it's, it's like, is that out of your scope of practice? They just hired you as a training and nutrition coach. Like, and I think again, that comes back to, it depends on the individual. Like some people are totally fine without having a morning routine or, or any, any form like that of self-care or whatever it is and they can just go through and they just want you to focus on training and nutrition with them and they're they're totally fine that way where other people like they need they need someone to actually help them with that and hold them accountable with that so i think yeah it definitely depends on the individual absolutely man and that's just that's part of like the individualization of coaching right yeah some clients as he's or like my girlfriend for example she doesn't do a morning routine. She thinks Dude, that's exactly how my wife is. It's like, but she's yeah. like most stable. She's so wise. I feel like sometimes she can just like coach me through shit. I'm like, <laughs> but she, she it's like unfair how like some people yeah. don't even need it. And they're just like normal. And then there's, there's us weirdos that need all this extra stuff to feel normal. <laughs> it is very interesting. man. Yeah. So, and I think the same is true for your clients. It's kind of on you really identifying the need, but also feeling like you don't need to push it. And I've gone through the same thing at the start, like all my clients, like when they were signing up, all right. So like, when are you going to meditate? When are you going to be journaling? Some people are like, I hate this shit. I don't want to do this. It's just annoying. Yeah, exactly. So some people don't take it, but just like everything else is individual. Yeah. So with kind of going back to the whole, confidence thing like what do you do you feel like there was anything specifically that you've done to kind of get over that because I I remember the post that I read of yours that talked about pretty much the the main thing that helped you get over like the self-esteem issues and feeling more confident was just following through on the stuff that you said you're going to do do you think that's still true like is that the main main way that you have become again you said like you it's not like you're this confident person all of a sudden but like you you've worked through stuff and like you you definitely accomplished more is it mostly due to just following through on stuff that you say you're going to do 100 man and i think that's again because we're nutrition training coaches so much this is going to tie back to like physique transformation right? exactly dude but straight up like the biggest evolution in my confidence along that same time where I was going through that actually I would say shortly following the period where I saw like a ton of personal growth that we were talking about earlier then I like went through a crazy physical transformation and for me for like the longest time I had always been like I talked about this all the time I was a trainer that didn't look the part Mm -hmm. um and for me like I always was like I'm gonna track my macro super consistently I was I'm gonna get in great shape 
but I just wasn't ever following through with it. For me, I got just so sick of that. It's like, all right, fuck this. Like, I'm, I am going to change. I'm sick of this story. It's, I have to change this. So finally following through and like getting ripped for my first photo shoot, that did truly, that built so much confidence to myself because I finally, just I finally achieved it. And I yeah. think that's the case for so many people, right? Like they tell themselves over and over and over again, like, I'm going to get in great shape. I am going to like, this is, this is the year that I become. Yeah. And this is honestly great timing because I'm guessing this podcast will come out pretty close to the new year. Yeah. Um, but like the key to that is one genuinely recognizing that, like for me, I really realized my lack of follow through, just like you said, there had absolutely sapped my confidence. Yeah. And for most people, that's like these promises you like, I was on a call with a client the other day, a new online client that just started. Um, and she said, she reached out to me because she had gone through this activity. She was listening to a podcast and they said, write down a list of the top five people that you trust. And she had worked through it and she realized my own name isn't on this list. And I'm not even in the top five people that I trust. Hmm. How fucked up is that? Yeah. So, but it was a cool concept and it really illustrates this well. Like you, you it, when you know, you can, no matter what you commit to yourself to, you'll follow through with that. You have so much more confidence. You have so much more belief in yourself. But on the yeah. flip side, I think so many people are fucking miserable, mostly because they haven't even identified that this is the thing that makes them unhappy, right? So truly, I think that like making promises to yourself and keeping them is probably the single most powerful thing you can do. Now to follow up with that, for me, one of the most helpful realizations was understanding that I could kind of, like I call this leveraging situations. I could kind of put myself in situations that would force me to act the way that I wanted. And this was another big like turning point for me. Like setting up systems to pretty much keep you in check. Exactly. Exactly. So like uh, hiring a coach was a big piece of it. Mm-hmm. So like, again, I identified, I got, I have to be any client that comes to me, no matter what they like, how ripped they want to get, I want to be able to say I've been there. I've lived that shit and I can't do that right now. So I have to get there. Okay, so I failed this in the past. How can I force myself to follow through next time? So I'm gonna hire someone that I look up to tremendously. I'm gonna invest in an uncomfortable amount of money in this. Basically, the pain of not changing is gonna be greater than the pain of changing. That makes it a lot more likely for me to follow through. And so similar with like, you can, I think when you understand this is really like, a cheat code and honestly it does kind of in in my experience personally a lot of times it's come down to like another good example was my online business like i was at a point with that where it was just groups and this was what 2018 actually not not really as long ago as it seems mm-hmm. um i was at a point where i had like okay maybe i'll have five to ten clients um and i'm also at the gym i'm training pretty consistently i'm kind of like riding the fence right i'm halfway and halfway out Eventually got to the point where I like basically I could either I had the option to like kind of continue what I was doing and like for the next couple of years just I would likely continue to do the same shit or like quit the gym, go all in on this. And when I quit, I had like it was the most it was the single most comfortable uncomfortable thing and the single most stressful thing that I've done, dude. Like I think I had I think at the time it was well below two grand per month that I was making from my online business. Like I had no idea how to pay rent. And then like at yeah. the same time, I committed to 
um, someone that was like, well, my current coach still actually like in my coach that helped me get in great shape for the photo shoot. I committed to also like, yo, I want you to actually mentor me. I want you to teach me how to do what you've done. And like my investment to him was literally well over half what I was making per month after I had quit the gym. So was, yeah, that would like, forces you to, exactly. to do something. Yeah. But, and like, like that, that's terrible financial advice. And I'm not saying <laughs> you're everyone, not a financial advisor. That's all right. Right. But I'm not saying everyone <laughs> just go like, yo, quit your job and start this business business. But for me, I didn't have a choice. Like I remember my first payment bounced back, but then I could pay it. Like I paid it the next day because I had gotten enough clients to like, um, actually sustain it. Yeah. That was one of the single most, that was probably the single most helpful thing to actually grow that shit. I just like had my back against the wall. I didn't have any other, any other options. So similarly, like, investing in a coach um there's so many ways to or like similar like conversation with Chaz I drug my feet on started a podcast so long but so I finally just reached out to Chaz yo we can want to have a podcast okay cool what time okay this time specifically I know I have to have a podcast by then right yeah that's exactly what I did with you like I was (laughs) I was hesitating going on a podcast or having someone else on mine and so I was just like I reached out to you knowing that you would probably like pressure me into doing it. And so then from there, I'm like, all right, let's set up a time. And then there's no backing out. And then, yeah, it brought us to here. And like the thing is, is like you, you can usually accomplish a lot more than you realize. Like it's, I don't know, you're, you're always your own biggest critic. And, and a lot of people think that they're going to get more confident from, like the actual outcome. So like say somebody wants to lose 50 pounds or whatever, they think they're going to become more confident and, and less self-conscious from the actual outcome of losing 50 pounds and looking better. But I think a lot of it comes from the process. And like you said, following through on the little things that you tell yourself you're going to do and, and keeping those promises. Oh, absolutely, man. Even like this, your confidence doesn't come. You don't like, okay, I'm going to do some meditation. I'm going to do some affirmations. And then eventually I'll have enough confidence to ask Jeremiah to come on. Yeah. You're just going to keep like one more meditation, one more affirmation, you know? Hey, hey, it comes from doing, you're going to come on the podcast after this, you're going to say like, Oh, that was a great interview. Or you might say, damn, that was a shitty interview. (laughs) But regardless, you'll feel more confident after the fact, but that's the whole point, right? Like confidence comes from doing. And it's not like, it's not like, it just makes it completely easy. Like I'm still going to be scared to to have someone else on my podcast on the future, but it, it does make you like a little more comfortable being uncomfortable. And I think that's the value in, you know, like public speaking is one thing that like scares the shit out of me. Like that's something that I really don't want to do, but I know like there's no amount of research that I can do or books that I can read. That's going to just like, solve the problem for me the only way to to do it is to go in and actually do it and same thing with like learning more about your body and and trying to lose weight or build muscle like it's not going to happen unless you follow through on the little things and you actually do it instead of you know you can research all you want and you can be you can gain all of this knowledge but that's not that's not what's going to you know actually get you results taking action is what's going to get you results oh no 100% man and that's like like for public speaking, because I'm 
same way. One yeah. of the most helpful things I've done is improv. Um, Dude, I've thought about doing improv. <laughs> like, it seems like it seems really weird almost, but like it, it'd kind of be, I don't know, it'd be fun a little bit, but like, how did it, how did you like it? It was super helpful, man. It was very, was it? It's so the first day we, the first day of improv, it was okay. Everybody line up on one side of the stage, like half people on one side of the stage, half people on the other. I just think of the office when I think of improv. Have you watched the office with (laughs) Michael and his improv class? (laughs) Yeah, dude, it's hilarious. And where he's like, uh, yeah, yeah. I know, I know. Uh, No, and it's basically like, or shit, even like our, like we did an actual show where okay we asked the audience for three topics three uh, for like three words and you just have to like make up stuff on the spot right like like, okay okay so three audience give us three words okay members of the crew are going to go out here and tell three stories three personal stories that those were words remind them of okay now you're going to start making up skits now go and it's just non-stop for the next 20 minutes Someone goes out there and just starts like doing some bullshit. Someone else has to come out. Hey, what are you doing? What's going on? And you make up this whole like, honestly, man, the interesting thing about that was the actual show was much easier than like practice because during practice it's kind of like you can be like uncomfortable, like, "Uh, hey, like, I don't know what I should do here. Whereas the show, show, it's like a performance, right? Yeah. And it's like, whatever, I just got to do it. So you just like it was it was very helpful man um it was it was an interesting experience for sure but yeah. it's also kind of fucked up like the things that will when you just have to speak whatever the first thing is that comes to your mind like the things <laughs> you out. never know what's gonna come out that's what that's kind of like what doing these podcasts is like you just say what's gonna come out so it's like i feel like it would help a lot in not only like public speaking but just like in everyday conversation because it's not like you have a script for everything like you're constantly doing improv you're constantly improvising like what what you're gonna say next pretty much and so i think it would actually help in a lot of areas of your life no i would highly recommend it if it's available where you're at i think it's probably florida 90 day outcomes go is probably one of the hardest ones that i've done personally just because every time i was like fuck i just do not want to do this at all sounds very uncomfortable honestly (laughs) it was for sure and the the practices were three hours long too so oh dude it's like yeah, I don't I don't know about that, but it, it definitely would help. It reminds me of doing like theater class in school or something like <laughs> something that I absolutely hated, but it's like you don't yeah, it would it would benefit you in the long run, but it's like you just avoided it at all costs. No hundred percent, man. Dude. So with your 90 day outcomes, like what do you just give us an example of kind of like what you like to set? Like how do you set those? Do you have something like, do you make sure that, that it's super attainable? Like, I guess, how how far do you push yourself? So typically how I look at it, again, we have body, being, balance, and business. So basically, yeah. physical being, your spirituality, your personal development, your relationships, and then your business, your career. So typically, I like to look at a couple areas where I'm going to push a little bit harder. Mm-hmm. I think that and you're probably the same here as well, man, because it seems like most entrepreneurs are. Body, especially, or at least fitness entrepreneurs, body is always kind of like, it's not a challenge. I'm not going to, yeah. I'm going to not hit my macros. I'm not going to like skip my training sessions, anything like that. So honestly, I would say out of all these areas over the last, I've set 90 outcomes pretty consistently for like the last two years. 
body is probably the area that I need to push it the least because for me, that's like, it just comes naturally. Yeah. yeah. And that's, that's not so much area that I need to grow. It's essentially like how I always want to get more jacked. Right. Yeah. Um, whereas for me, like, um, balance and my being side of things, like I slack on that shit a little bit more. Yeah. Business is somewhere. And then business is always just somewhere that you, have, I, I personally like, set bigger targets typically because it's just fun to push hard there um and like the people that i set it with it it is like a business and life mentorship essentially yeah. but well is honestly we kind of like set big targets there as well just because i think for that's like the game that we're playing right for the most part um so really and then like being in balance is more i would say those are t- those two are typically the hardest hardest to set so like for example i'll actually take you through like Okay, so for body, an outcome that I could set is I want to be in photo shoot condition. And I know that for like my first round of my first round of 90 outcomes, that was my 90 outcome. And I said, like, okay, how is this very specifically measurable? How do I know that I got in photo shoot condition? Or it could be even- one thing is like it's hard to measure. Like it has to be pretty, what's the word for that? Like pretty. I don't know, something that you can grasp and like put metrics on, you know? Well, that's a powerful thing to teach people how to do as well. I like to take clients through this because it teaches people how to actually set goals, right? So, okay, how do we measure that you achieve that? One, we could literally just, hey, I'm going to schedule a photo shoot 90 days from now. And similar to what we talked about before, like if you set a photo shoot, you pay for it now, you're going to be in shape for that. I hope you're going to be like, unless like what direction you want a photo shoot to go. Most people, that's going to put a lot more fire into your ass. Like for me, it was like, this sounds kind of douchey, but at the time it was like, I want to be able to see three visible veins in my abs. That's how I measure that I'm in a photo shoot condition. Okay, cool. How do I get there? Now, what do I need to do every single week to reach this outcome? The how, now that we've established like what and why, the how needs to be super clear, which I think is where most people fuck up, right? Like I want to lose 50 pounds. Okay, that's an outcome goal. Now we need to set the process goal. So, okay, every week I'm going to track my macros. Um, I'm not going to miss a single day for um, like 90 days. And I'm going to every Sunday, I'm going to plan my week ahead in my fitness pal at 7 p.m. Central. Like really, I push people to get ridiculously with like the details of this. Okay, when specifically? That's how you can measure success is like if you follow those little details, you're succeeding. If not, like you're probably faltering a little bit. Exactly, dude. Like. You're going to plan ahead. Okay. When are you going to plan ahead? Okay, cool. We're going to put this in your metro tracker so I can hold you accountable to it. Or I'm going to set up a reminder for me to check in with you at this specific time to make yeah. sure that you plan your week ahead of time. And like from, from a coaching perspective too, like getting proactive about all these little details. Okay. You're going to do this. How specifically, when specifically, how should I hold you accountable to this, et cetera. Um, for being, it's typically again, like something like, improv was probably the biggest push for me so i'm gonna do i think it was 10 improv sessions and again <laughs> to force myself to do this shit i'm going to just buy this set the dates and like yeah right i'm committing to it i've already paid for it which is really a super helpful thing for most people again we're talking about this idea of like leveraging i think the money people are uncomfortable talking about money but it is one of the most helpful tools to get yourself to follow through with hard shit exactly um for balance i've done a i've gone a couple different directions there so like right now it is or my last 90 day outcomes it was i'm gonna cook something different as a surprise for katie my girlfriend once a week 
Um, and we're not gonna have our phones on us the whole time. Okay, so like for me, I don't know about you, but I, I like hate looking up different recipes and then like yeah, trying, to, trying to find all that you shit. You just wing it then. Exactly. But yeah. my girl, like so like if it was up to me, it'd be like, hey, we're making tacos again. <laughs> <Or> whatever. <laughs> we're making tacos. Yeah. I, but that was that was a that was a very cool one, honestly, because I had to actually like, okay, Tuesday night a half hour before I head to the store. I'm looking through, I'm finding like some good recipe. I'm going to go like get this more elaborate. We're going to cook it together. We're really bonding. That was, a, that was a super cool one, man. Is so that- typically something like that, because again, for me, I think that varies a lot by your relationship and it could straight up just be a relationship with yourself as well. Like my first one was, I'm just going to go to, uh, I'm going to go to like a different bar or some type of event with a different group of people every week for 12 weeks. With like a different person so yeah that, so it that was, doesn't have to be like a certain relationship with a significant right. other it can just be like right. connection as a whole right yeah. or just your relationship with yourself yeah like that, even if it's just like i'm gonna go do something alone by myself yeah um and then business of course is pretty like self-explanatory and it's like it's not always business right it's like career-wise like what you're working towards right right but again the thing there is Similar to like, I'm going to lose 50 pounds. If it's, I'm going to make $20,000 this month or at the end of night per month at the end of 90 days. Okay. Then we need to, that's a cool goal, but what are you actually going to do every week to get there? So then it's like yeah. okay, three podcasts per week, an Instagram post daily, I'm going to email list four times a week, et cetera. So again, like always like the outcome goal is good, but you have to be hybrid clear on like, your monthly, weekly, even daily targets for the process goals to actually get there. Yeah. I think it's really easy to set goals, but then it's harder to like have little checkpoints and following through on those. And that's what makes like the biggest difference, I think. So I think it's really valuable to take those, those 90 day outcomes for people and like start implementing them. Cause I know since I've started implementing them, they're, they're really helpful in all aspects of your life. And it's not just like, one thing you're focusing on you're at least progressing these four super important aspects of your life so but i think we're we're coming up on time here so i really i appreciate you coming on dude and i just appreciate like how transparent you are about everything and i've looked up to you for a long time because of that just being open and being honest about like certain things that you're struggling with and i think it's super relatable for a lot of people Thank you, man. That means a lot to me. This has been a, this has been a great interview, dude. No, this is one of my favorites that I've done so far. It's the second one ever, dude. So you should you should feel special for that. <laughs> Kudos to you, man, for making this happen. Truly, you crushed this process. You seem super supernatural at it. Cool, dude. I, I appreciate that. And like a lot of it is thanks to you because you're the one that pressured me into doing it. So happy to help, dude. I just want to say thank you again for tuning into the podcast. I really appreciate you listening. And if you have any questions or need advice on anything, shoot me a message on Instagram at Howell underscore fit. I'm more than happy to help troubleshoot and offer any advice on your fitness journey. Also, if you wouldn't mind taking a screenshot and putting this on your Instagram story and tagging me, that would really help the podcast grow, reaching more individuals like yourself, and helping them improve themselves. Thank you again, and I will talk to you guys next time.